Welcome back to Boy Band Break, where we encourage you to take a break from your day and join us in some boy band conversation. As always, my name's Diane. I'm Chinzia. I'm Sophia. And Lydia, a.k.a. Mama Lou, is off again this week, uh, still feeling a little bit under the weather, but mostly better. So hopefully she will be back for our next one. Yes. Yes. Feel better. Uh, so the day that we are recording this episode is April 30th. And what day is that, guys? It is. It's going to be May Happy holiday. I thought we were going to do it all together. That's why I was like, it's going to be. And then we all went off. going to be May. Who celebrate and observe this high holy holiday. That's right. Enjoy. It's going to be May. So normally it's all these Justin pictures, but I found one that's JC. So there you go. So as I posted bitterly on uh, Facebook, this I'm posting JC because he's not the one that broke up the band. So. Yeah, so Chinzia always looking out for JC. Always looking that out one for has the whole out. band, so there you this go. One has the whole band. That's cute. That's true. There's the the original girl who made this. Oh my goodness, I had her name. I think her name is Kiana, but she like did it. I feel like it's been like quite some time. I think it's been almost like nine years or something than she originally. And then sometimes there's just like the ramen noodle. It doesn't even mm. say it. That not, was it that was a few years ago, and that was my favorite because it was so like deep internet culture that you really like, had to like know. And so it was just like a picture of ramen noodles, and it was just like yes. it's the end of April, and I posted it, and so many people were like, "What is this? Why are you posting this?" <laughs> Oh, really? And I was like, you have to understand yeah, so. that Justin Timberlake's hair looked like ramen noodles. And then there's a meme that's of Justin Timberlake with the ramen noodle hair. Yeah, and that's a good one, it's too. It's going to be May. And so I was just like, this is peak internet culture. Yes. There you go. It's very good. The and then didn't one year Justin our- also post this one as well on Twitter? Roses are red. April is gay, gray, gray. <laughs> the next time you leave your house, it's that gray. was uh, yes, peak it's be uh, COVID culture this, because yes. we were all in lockdown. Oh yeah, there was like a whole little like fake. Um, that's what you guys are talking. No, about. it wasn't oh, this one. It's the other one. I can't click. It's this one. That was. This wasn't the original one. Not that one. The one where it's just the ramen with just smaller text. Nearly the end of April. You know what that means. Yes. This yes. This... And then it has the ramen noodles. And it says this requires so many layers of knowledge that you have to think about it for a bit. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And there's a random dog with the ramen noodles on its head. It's just, it's just kind of. Uh, it's it's snowballing, you know? It's snowballing. Yes. Absolutely no one. Ramen <laughs> this is a good one. It's going to be May. It's that time of year again. So, yeah. yeah. Perfect. Perfect. I'll bring a little joy. You know, I'll bring and a little joy. The Backstreet Boys fans did try to take this holiday away from the NSYNC fans. Yes. I don't care who you are, where you're from, what you did, as long as you love May. And I'm like, just no. let them have a holiday, guys. Let, let it <laughs> It doesn't happen. work. 
And I'll tell you why. Because Backstreet Boys know how to enunciate words. Yes. Okay. So they don't, it's as long as you love me. They don't say may. Yes. Whereas in very clearly in the song that that should be, it's going to be me, they say it's going to be may. Yes. And you know it's supposed to be me, but for some reason he's either not enunciating the word me properly or he's mispronouncing it on purpose. Um, yeah. I don't know, but you know what? It worked out and it's a good time, okay? Yeah. Watch me about it. Let InSync people have this. They have so little. Exactly. They don't have much. Give them a little joy. Well, here's the thing. Because it's going to be May Day, I was like, oh, it'd be really good to do another InSync album review. So then I looked back in our archives of um, album reviews, and uh, we have done all of them. All of them have already been done, so please check back. So go find us anywhere on YouTube. Subscribe to us. Um, and also listen today when this episode is aired because we're going to announce who the winners of our contest are. Oh, yay! Yes, so we will be sending out these to various people around the world who have subscribed to us. Um, this is so we have obviously the Backstreet Boys ones. But we also have the InSync ones, so Ooh. check it out. We will be if you win, we will be sending you a message to get your address, and we'll be sending these out. And um, listen in the future because we will definitely have more um, contests going on. Because guess what, guys? I don't know if you know this, but today's episode is episode one ninety two, which means we are only eight episodes or two months away from our two hundredth episode. So. Woo! It's going to be epic, guys. I have no idea what it is. I mean, we know what it is, and it's going to surprise Of course we know what it is. But yes, it's, uh, yeah, so that is coming up, guys. So exciting. So that should be probably June-ish. I can tell you what it won't be. What? It will not be our top 200 200 songs. songs. Oh, my gosh. I'm not doing that again. So uh, for those of you who may be new to the podcast, when we had our 100th episode, we thought, man, it would be fabulous if we made a playlist of our top 100 boy band songs. And how long could this possibly take? So we figured, okay, we'll each do, we'll do 25 of our top favorite, but we'll have 25 bonus just in case to whatever. Um, So that was like 50 songs a person, but we're like, yeah, it's good. It'll be, we have so much, we're going to have all these songs and they're going to be great. And we're going to come up with this hundred songs. I Uh, guess we all forgot that we all have like different tastes of the songs that we like. It's that the four of us can't agree on anything. So... (laughs) I think we agreed on only like nine songs. Yes, less than ten. Correct. (laughs) Out of a hundred. And I'd also like to point out that this was earlier on in our podcast. Mm -hmm. So um, Sophia and Diane were very Backstreet Boys heavy in a lot of their songs. So Diane's like writing all these Backstreet Boys songs on the list. And we're like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, we're going to 
rank our songs. I was like, none of those songs are on my list. And you're like, what the hell? And then me and Lydia pulled out the obscure boy bands. Lydia pulled out some Christmas songs. It was like, there was a mishmash, but it is on Spotify. So if you ever want to listen to our 100 greatest songs that took us, what was it, like four and a half hours to narrow this down? It was a lot, yeah. There was a very complicated math process as well, <laughs> because like, you know. It um, had to be fair and whatever. It had to be fair and the waiting. And it's just like, you know, like, normally on these lists i want it that way is the number one boy band song of all time <laughs> but sophia fucked up our scoring by saying no i'm not putting it on the list at all it's overplayed so i put it on 35 even, i remember that i put it at 35 even make the top 10 and we're just like what is going on so anyways they're there it's a good episode so go back to our 100th episode for that and then yeah just scroll on by and you can see that we've done all four in sync albums we actually did two episodes about no strings attached because we did it for their 20th anniversary as well so there's another episode there so there's lots and lots of sync content yes. but that's not what today's episode is about Diane. it's not about sync at all because it's about... listen this episode's actually going to come out on may 1st so um so so long in sync no your day was yesterday uh <laughs> um another day that we missed the, but that happened last week um so it has been, and I didn't know this because I yeah. probably go off different times based on my own experiences, but it has been 10 years since uh, the Backstreet Boys announced that Kevin was returning to the group. So if you don't know, uh, way back in like 2000, was it 2006 or 2007? Well, 2006. 2006. According to the Kevin said no more i'm done they had kind of done the never gone thing they went on tour all that stuff and he was like i'm i'm out i'm leaving the group he wanted uh, to try new things well so i have then, an article what, that tells us what okay doing. please read your article all right guys this is from the belfast telegraph so thank you sophia for uh sourcing this and this came You're out welcome. uh it actually came out uh nope that is today's date i was like oh my god it came out 10 years ago i was like no it didn't this is just pulling up today's date on this website so never mind <laughs> it, like a it came out august 6 2013 uh so it says why kevin quit backstreet boys uh, so it says Kevin Richardson has opened up what made him leave the Backstreet Boys in 2006. The singer left his band and started a family with wife Kristen before returning in April of 2012 and told Access Hollywood the reasons behind the decision. He said, I don't have anything left in the tank. In 2006, there was some things I wanted to do with my own life and start a family and be normal for a while. I didn't feel inspired. Talking about his return to the group, he said, now recently I felt inspired and I wanted to create again and make music again. Kevin sang with the rest of the Backstreet Boys for their new album, A World Like This, and is currently on tour with the group until October. He and his wife recently welcomed their second child, a boy named Maxwell Hayes. Kevin's bandmate, Howie D, told Star Magazine the reason the group has such staying power was because they built up their fan base through hard work. He said, the X Factor wasn't around when we started. We had to do the grassroots approach, and that's why we have such staying power and an un unbelievable fan base. We don't have to worry that we were only hot for a while. So there you go. And speaking of that, I think we also missed the anniversary as well. So oh, wow. um, 
Backstreet Boys. I don't know if we did anything to commemorate that this year. We did not. I don't think we did. So, uh, although I retweeted what I wrote from my account. So, uh, April 20th, so uh, 420 to a lot of people in this world mean a different thing than it means to the Backstreet Boys fans. So, you know. Uh, anyway, so that is the day that the Backstreet Boys got together, April 20th, uh, 1993. Three. So next year is going to be the 30th anniversary. So that's pretty, pretty pumped. Wow. That's amazing. So then they were asking us what type of things we'd like to see for their 30th anniversary. And then I was thinking, does it really matter? Because they're not going to listen anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Because for their 25th, they had like all these amazing ideas and they were going to like, at one point they said they were going to do the, like a whole week of shows in Orlando and each day was going to be a different album and they were going to recreate everything and stuff. But yeah. Oh, that was like a Brian idea. I don't think it was was, like off the ground. I just think he said that that they wanted to do that. Yeah, it was a good idea. They did a cruise, right? Is that when we did the last cruise? They did a 20th anniversary cruise. They did a 20th anniversary cruise, so that was a fun one. No, they did a... They did a they that did was 25th. On, Sorry, for 25th. That was 25th, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Because their 20th would have been in 2013. Yes. And yeah. I believe they did a cruise that year as well. Yes, they did, yes. yeah. But they also did one um, in 2018, which was their 25th. Yeah, that's the one where they did Millennium Night, right? Yes, that was fabulous. It was very good. Honestly, if they ever do a cruise again, you guys need to go on the cruise because the cruise is probably your best bang for your buck. Yes, it is expensive, but you get concerts, you get meet and greet, you get picture, you get like fun events, you get nightly deck parties, you get to see your friends from all over the world. Hotel and food are included in the price, so like really. How can you go wrong? Except I'm get, I was thinking that that's what they would do for the 30th, but I don't know. Yeah. You know what? Because um, new kids have brought back their cruise, so they're doing theirs yeah. in October. And shockingly, that's doing so well. there's still rooms available, <laughs> so I'm just like, I must resist. Do you think I'm it's because really of COVID? I think so. I think there's still a lot of rules and stuff going on, and some people are still cautious about going out. And obviously, cruises are very enclosed spaces, so like if someone is sick, it spreads quickly. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. So I think yeah. I don't think the Backstreet Boys are doing anything cruise related this year, but I can definitely see them doing something next year. Or maybe they might take the approach that um, Hanson does, where they just kind of go to an island resort. So you're not on a boat. So you do have more room to like move around, but then it's all inclusive and food and drink. So do you think they'll go to Hawaii again? I don't know. I would love to go to Hawaii. It's just so I would also love to go to Hawaii. Yeah. One of the boy bands are going there. Who's new kids. New kids are going to Hawaii, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Hawaii would be fabulous, but very far away. Uh, okay, so reeling it back in because we're 15. Reeling it back into what we're supposed to be talking about. Yes. Yeah, so happy BSB 29. And in honor of Kevin's announcement of his return, which, okay, can we just confirm when his actual first thing back? That was the New York City thing, right? Yes. The Good Morning The GMA, America. the GMA, yes. So that's where the three of us went with a couple of other friends. Uh, so they did like, what was it? It was like, it was an event. It was a GMA before. rehearsal. So they were like practicing for the next day. 
is what they said. Yeah, this is what they were saying. They're like, yeah, we were. It's like a practice before the the show. Well, they were filming the documentary at that point, so they were like, and they had already pretty much ended the documentary. But then Kevin came back, so they're like, okay, we're gonna shoot some more. So while we were no, 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 I think they start they started shooting the documentary because they wanted to uh document like his return to the group but i think like that was the intention the intention was oh we're gonna make like yeah we're gonna show how like exciting it is that kevin's back and then we're making this new album and blah, blah 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 but then i think we were pissed because they like filmed a lot of footage at this thing and then mm-hmm. they used so they told none us, of it. They said, do not, you're not allowed to use your cameras. You're not allowed to take pictures. You're not allowed to film because we're filming for the documentary, blah, blah, blah. So don't worry. We're going to take lots of videos and post them up later, which was a lie. I think they did one, maybe two videos. Yeah, I think it was like two videos and like three pictures. I was like, okay. They're like, wow, great. Thanks so much, guys. So but in the end, it worked out because you're we're like so close to them. It was it was pretty nuts. Like we were like So I was like, okay, I, I agree that we shouldn't have had the cameras. But it was funny because we buy the tickets, but they wouldn't tell us where the event was until the day of. So we're like awkwardly like, so we drove all through the night to New York, friggin' exhausted. I think we went to Denny's for breakfast and we're like, oh, I don't know what to do. And then we ended up checking the hotel and we're just like awkwardly like, now what? Because this event's supposed to happen at like three o'clock or something. And then at like noon, they're like, okay, here's the address. And we're like, ah, <laughs> hop in a cab and like go across the city. Um, yeah that was wild and then we got very close to the front of the line but it was there was other people there before us we're like how like we did this in like 20 minutes like this is crazy so Mm -hmm. but yeah no so it ended up being a fun event but yeah as we were we were so close that if you put your hands up you would be like you know like hitting them in the junk like and uh it was it was a good problem to have you didn't know where to look because they were everywhere he is like looking at one of them and i'm like brian's right in front of you she's like what she's like oh he was like right there so (laughs) we also had to sit cross-legged on the floor and i'm not really good at that it was very painful and i wanted to stretch out my legs but i also didn't want to trip them um it very much felt like an assembly Yeah, it did. It felt like we were in like elementary school. And then yeah. at one point I was making a joke about Nick not really understanding that as only four feet away, he could hear what we were saying. So oh my God. Yeah, we were dying of laughter. And he's like, was... what did you say? So that was funny. And then yeah. we went to go camp out overnight to get good spots for Good Morning America and um, in Central Park. So, you know, camping out in Central Park at night because, you know, that's safe. Uh, and Diane's like, screw you guys. I'm going to go sleep at the hotel. So she did. But then uh, I wasn't even going to guys. I just want to add uh, an asterisk to this. I wasn't even going to come. Yeah. They're like, we're not getting a hotel. And I was like, mm, OK, have fun. <laughs> You know, and, and I'm like, like, oh, and I was like, I don't sleep on the street. Like, I sleep in a bed. Um, you know, and they're like, so then Chinzi is like, if we get a hotel, will you come? And I was like, yeah. So then they got a hotel that they never slept in. Only I did. 
listen, I don't like to drive to New York all by myself, and we wanted to hang out with you. So this was actually exactly. pretty close to the beginning of our friendship, wasn't it? It really was. Yeah. yeah. Was, she's like, but also, can I say, um, you were going to pay the VIP of 250 and then it came uh, to yeah. a cheaper one, 100 and that's when you were like, okay, I'm coming. Oh, right, because they didn't they didn't have the two tiered system. When yes. First went on sale. That's right. So, yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that was fun event. We did that. It was a fun event. Well, yeah, it was a lot. And uh, yeah, it was like four o'clock in the morning. I was thirsty. I was like, oh, I'm just going to walk through the streets of New York by myself to try to find something open. And I'm like, la, la, la. I don't know. A lot of people are scared about New York, but I feel granted in our defense, the two times that Sophia and I slept overnight on the streets in New York, one was for GMA for Backstreet. So there was a lot of Backstreet Boys fans. The other time we were camping out for uh, New Kids, new on, kids the on the Block. So, there was yeah. new... so it's not like we were alone on the streets. There were other girls there too. So girl power, feminism. Anyways, moving along. So uh, what <laughs> you got to get Sorry, like Sorry, since guys. to know that you're there, you got to get it all. You got to get the sense here. So now yes. we are going to talk about <laughs> in a world like this in Kevin's voice. What was that from? I feel like we've said that for years. We've so been waiting was- signs for the concerts, and you're like, "Oh, I'm I'm physically writing the signs, and you guys are feeding me ideas." And I'm like, "Okay, come on, what else?" And Sophia's like. What if you write in a world like this? And I was like, that's just the name of the album. And then she was like, no, write in a world like this in Kevin's voice. And I was like, how the hell am I supposed to write it in Kevin's voice? So I believe we wrote in a world like this and then in brackets underneath in Kevin's voice. And we're like, here's your sign, friend. (laughs) Because at a sound check, Brian would always make one of the boys and like do their voices so he would say in a world like this in kevin's voice okay so it didn't and then nick actually did it i'm dancing with the stars he didn't say kevin's voice obviously but he did the voice in a world like this (laughs) in a world like okay so uh so this is in a world like this it is the eighth studio album the seventh in the U.S. because you know they didn't get the original uh, by the Backstreet Boys. It was released July thirtieth, twenty thirteen, through the group's own K Bond record label. Uh, yes, they weren't yes. with their label. Yeah, that was the thing. So this is kind of why Kevin came back because before when they had a label, he felt like he didn't have a lot of creative control and whatever. So like when this finally came to be, which was during the NKOTBSB concert in London, is when they announced that. Kevin was coming back. I think he did. He do a show, a song when they were in LA. He did. I want it that way in LA. Because I think he just came up on the stage, but he wasn't officially part of the group yet at that point. So, no. anyways, uh, da, da, da. it was this was. Didn't, hasn't he also joked that he wouldn't have done that? Like if he was in the group, he wouldn't have agreed to go on tour with New Kids. Yeah, I, I remember he did. That joke was about. such a fun tour, though. I would say it was that. a fun tour. So and- perks to Kevin not being there, you maybe wouldn't have gotten that. Exactly. So, so do we need him to leave again so Insync can come? <laughs> no, Kenzia. 
What if it takes? <laughs> Who's the holdout? Kick you know what? Honestly, honestly, I think Brian is the one who doesn't want to do stuff with NSYNC. So Brian has like something. Yeah. Pick out Brian and then you'd be like, you can come back after the tour, okay? After the tour. There you go. So uh, anyway, so this was a follow-up to the uh, 2009 This Is Us, which was the first album. And this is the first album featuring all five members since Never Gone, which was 2005, uh, because Kevin left to spend time with his family. Uh, this is also their first and only independent album since leaving their old label Jive Records in 2010. The album debuted at number five on the U.S. 200, Billboard 200, making the Backstreet Boys the first act since Sade to have nine U.S. top 10 albums and the only boy band to do so. On yes. May 20th, 2013, the group released Permanent Stain as a promotional single, which was co-written by band member Nick Carter. A free download of the song was offered with the purchase of a ticket for their In a World Like This tour. The first single of the album, also <laughs> titled In a World Like This, premiered on Z100 New York, June 18th, 2013, and was released June 25th, 2013. And then I guess we don't really need to know about the writing style. Ah. Uh, in July 2012, Kevin Richardson stated in an interview the album would be authentic and personal and that they were hoping Treffy would produce the entire record. They also wrote a lot on it, and a lot of the songs were based on their own life experiences. Carter said that the band didn't want to make a traditional boy band album and record songs they didn't write themselves. Richardson also revealed that he wrote a song about his son. We want it to be a personal album, and that's what's happening in our lives right now. AJ is getting ready to be a father. Howie, Brian, and myself are fathers already. Already, We're just trying to make a personal record. In an interview with <clears throat> Cliz Beats, Carter talked about reinvention and dr drastic changes, and he said he didn't feel the group were at that point anymore. The album itself was a mixture of modern pop, adult contemporary, and dance music with a hint of a singer-songwriter genre demonstrated on Pride, <laughs> Madeline, and Trust Me. Um, and then the album was supported by the In a World Like This tour, which started May 24th, 2013 in China and finished June 28, 2015. The tour consisted of 150 shows in 11 legs worldwide at that point. Um, okay, so... Okay. Sorry. You okay, buddy? Yeah. Can I just say that was anybody else ridiculously nervous about this album coming out? No. I was like, mm, it's Kevin's coming back. Like, I was very concerned that because they were kind of going away from their traditional stuff and Kevin was coming back. And what if it was a bit and there would be a lot of eyes on it? Like, what if it would be a, a big failure? So I was actually like very stressed out about this album. And then when it came out, I was like, okay, I'm good. I'm good. So. Interesting. I feel like we had it came out when we were going on a road trip, I believe. So I feel like we listened to it a whole bunch of times on our way to wherever we were going. Possibly. Or maybe we just listened to it while we were. I don't to remember this, so maybe okay. I wasn't there. Could have just been we just listened to it a lot when we were going on the tour to pump ourselves up for the concert. That could have been That's it as well. Possible so. as well. All right. So let's go with the official track listing. All right. Song number one. In a world like this. Written by Max Martin, Christian Woo! London, Savan Kocheka. And it was produced by Max Martin and Christian London. 
In a world like this. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. I obviously really like this song. It was their lead song. It had a really cute music video. It was, um, they were in a field. They like to be in fields. But then it was also kind of like timeline in between. It wasn't it like couples. It had like three historic events in the U.S. history. And then like a couple in each one. Or maybe it's the same couple and they're growing old in, in each one. Possibly. so. Something like that. It has been many years since I've seen it, but I remember yeah. really liking it. So the yeah. video, yeah, I like it. That yeah, thought it was so a good like message. Both. You liked that video? It was more somber than their other videos, but it had like a cutesy like. Here's my video. beef with it. Okay. You waited so many years for Kevin to come back, and they're not even fucking in it. Okay, but they were. They were in a field. They were with trees and st standing on a yeah you're right that's true this is the fans beef stop standing in fields i i don't even care about i i just they're not in the video they're not in it like it, they're kind of in it there's just no close-ups of them are am they I, in am it am i thinking of this wrong is that i could have sworn they're in it like they're not in it a lot but they are in it like maybe one part of it? I feel like the beginning. I don't possibly. remember the minute. Oh. Oh. But I feel like they are in the beginning of it. No. Not at all. They're not in the video. I don't all. think so. I don't remember them being in it. Oh, I think okay. you're just confusing it with the several with other the videos. Oh, that's exactly the same. That's also oh, possible my. that I could be doing that as well. All right, hold on one second. Let's just do a really quick scroll through this video. They're not in it. At all? Am I crazy? They're right there. They're sitting under a tree. Why is this not showing yet? Oh. Diane is lying. Okay, they won. Okay. There's, I thought they were. Okay. AJ. There they are in a field. Here's okay, Brian. whatever. They're in it so briefly that it's inconsequential. They're in a field again. I didn't even remember it. <laughs> Look, Nick did some sort of hip act. I don't know what the heck he's doing there. I really don't know what he was doing there. Can you stop that for a second? Is he playing you are It's why is it not showing? Okay, hold on. What is happening here? He's just like playing know. with his crotch. Like, Maybe that's like a fake guitar on the bottom there. I don't know. And then Brian looks like he's looking at his watch. What is happening here? Get me out of this field. We've been in here so many Listen, times. Listen, anyways, it's lame. Okay. There, there's Nick's face. He's there. Why do I not remember what's that? happening Howie with hair. Howie's hair? Yeah, I don't even remember. This is what this is what I mean. I don't even remember this. I remember all the like different. Guys, AJ, things. AJ had hair. Mm. Um, that's how inconsequential they were in this video, and it was lame. Okay, but yes, lame. I'm assuming that I am not incorrect that they are in this video and it was, you know, whatever. Well, that's how bad it was that I didn't even remember. This is how Howie feels about this. He's just Yeah. Angry. He looks like an angry beaver. <laughs> he looks like an angry beaver. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Brian is very hurt by your messages, Diane. Look at him. <laughs> it looks like he's been shot through the heart. All right. 
All right, I'm going to stop sharing the screen. Okay, so uh, it was a lovely video if you were not Diane or a majority of the Backstreet Boys fans who wanted to just see the boys and didn't care about this love story that was happening in the background. So, like, couldn't they portray the couples? Couldn't they be? I mean, like, like, gay couples? I, yeah, why not? You know what? Pull out the acting chops. But, like, is it acting? Isn't AJ all he made a whole song about like love song love and all that? He could he would have been down for that, like for sure. Anyways, okay, so the song is lovely. The song is lovely. All right, Lydia is not here, she used it as part of her wedding video. She likes it a lot. That's true, that is true. We did do that for Lydia's wedding video. All right, next up, the song that has a really bad title, in my opinion, that would be Permanent Stain, or as we like to joke, Permanent Stain on My Pants, but I'm like, there you go, there you go. Uh, That's because your mind goes to the gutter. A permanent stain doesn't have to be on your pants. It could be on the wall. Like, it could be on the cruise. Nick actually had a stain on his pants. Uh, the things that i remember that's right okay so everyone remembers it we just don't discuss it Ah, we're amused all right so permanent stain was written by morgan taylor reed micah gulroy and nick carter and it was produced by uh morgan taylor reed so yeah so never mind what people say because they don't understand I believe uh, there was a, a lot of like stain on my, on my pot, never leaving like it. permanent stain merch, didn't they? I believe they did. I believe there was a lot of like lyric ones, right? A permanent stain on my heart, Backstreet Boys, like oh yeah, fan for life. Like people interpreted it that way. How yeah. like the Backstreet Boys have left a permanent stain on their heart because they'll love them forever. There was a lot of merch. That's yeah, how I, I yeah. That's I how we just, took I, it. I just went gutter. I was just like, he, he, he. yeah. That's Chinzia. I'm a 12 year old boy. He, 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 he. But yeah. So, uh, no, that's a really cute song. I like it a lot. So, yes, good song. Yeah. Unfortunate title, but you know, memorable. So there you go. Uh, In concert, it's great as well. Yes, and it actually it is really good. Yeah. And I kind of like how they have, like the different tempos and stuff. Anyways, uh, up next is a song that is controversial, but was not controversial at the time. Because this is the first time that they had a song by this title. And this song is called Breathe. Uh, so this was written by a heck of a lot of people. So it was written by Martin Tereffi, Nick Whitecross, Magne Furloman. Andreas Olsen, AJ McLean, Brian Littrell, and Howie D. And it was produced by Terefe and Olsen. So um, this song is called Breathe. And then in their last album, which is called DNA, DNA. they have another song <laughs> called Breathe. And they are two entirely different songs. So I was like, did they forget that they had the song with the same name? Did they think that we would for not care about it? I don't know. And most people, Diane has muted herself. Uh, most people really love the DNA breathe, but other people like myself really like in a world like this breathe because it is more upbeat and fun. So um, I enjoy both. Like, I'm not saying this is my favorite it song, but I definitely like this breathe. one. 
breathe. This yes, this one is the superior breathe. Correct. Thanks, Diane. Um, I do like in this breathe your words no. are symphony music that music sings that to me. sings to me. I can't breathe. That's I a good one. Can't breathe. No. 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 I think both are pretty good. Diane is like frozen, but she's so angry. Oh, okay. You've unfrozen yourself. Okay, go continue. So let's hear your DNA breathe. This song is not good. Um, never liked it. In fact, I remember this song very clearly because uh, it's the only song I think on that entire album that, you that Nick doesn't sing on. Like he literally has no solos. Oh, um, I see how it is. Even during the concert. So during the concert, uh, he didn't have really anything like... to do except for harmonize. So he would si so he would sit down during it while the rest of them like performed. And I was like, this is a vibe. This is such a vibe for this song because it's so me. I'm like, yeah, take a seat. This one's just not it. Is this the one where he would pretend to die or would Brian pretend to die? Somebody would pretend to die during this one. Like, I can't breathe. Like... I don't know. No, Not Nick. He just it was probably more. Brian because um, Brian is more of the dramatic type. Yes. Uh, but yeah, do you not think that that's a little childish of Nick to be sitting down just because he doesn't have a part in the song? It's a vibe, okay? It's I vibe. will say and... Breathe in the DNA tour is very good live. Like, that's really beautiful. That and I is... like that they match it up with uh, Don't Want to Lose You Now. It's very nice. So it is DNA breathe is very like, like great sounding, harmonizing, like whatever, but it's also slow as fuck. And I get that's the whole point of like an acapella y type. They're harm. They're, that's what they harmonizing. do. And they do it well. I'm just like, Ugh, let's pick up the pace. I man. just want to say, and if you don't like DNA breathe, why are you even a Backstreet Boys fan? Okay, that's just what I want to say. All right, okay, bye. <laughs> I we think all I said have a different it opinion. Opinion. It's all good. Yes, you did. Because I you said were it during the DNA review. Yes. Which we also have. Go check that out as yes. well. So, um, But yeah, so I like this song. It's not the greatest song by far, but I definitely, I personally like it more than the other breathe. breathe. Diane likes the other breathe. And Sophia is very... I like both in certain like times. Because they have different reasons. Meaning, yes. I don't believe they do this breathe anymore. But granted, the al the tour that they've been doing is the DNA tour, so obviously they're going to do the newer breathe. So, I don't think they've ever done this Why breathe. Would this breathe. Wouldn't that be confusing? It would. You know what would be even less confusing if you didn't have back-to-back -back albums with the same song title? That's true. Back-to-back or is there an album in between? Hey, hey, hey. You yeah, no, oh. back to back. Um, in, in their defense. It was defense. just a long time in between. Um, true, true. It was like, what, like six years or something? Or And, hey, you heard both their Christmas songs. You know, it's Christmas time and then it's... Christmas time again. They just want to make sure you know that it's Christmas time. <laughs> So they got to make sure that you know it's happening again. 
my favorite part about that is that I was more of a newer Backstreet Boys fan and I was at a Christmas party and with some older Backstreet Boys fan and they're like, oh, the sisters, the Christmas time song. I'm like, okay. So I put it, I put on the new song and they're like, what the hell is this? I'm like, what are you talking about? You said you wanted to hear it's Christmas time. And they're like, no, this is the song. And I was like, what the hell song is this? And I was like, so I just feel in the Backstreet Boys defense, they have been around for obviously 29 years. They, um, generally forget what songs they have and then maybe they forget you know the and other people are writing songs for them as well so they don't know because if they, they had have a catalog of like okay let's just estimate there's about 12 songs per album they have 10 albums that's 120 songs plus all the bonus tracks plus all the unreleased stuff so okay i can kind of give it's... you a slight pass but not really so there you go <laughs> All right, are we good with Breathe? We're going to move on? Yes. Our next song is, oh my God. Sure. Madeline. I know, I always get this confused because Hanson has a song called Madeline and this is Madeleine and I'm just like, oh. Uh, so this one was written by Martin Terefe and Sasha Skebeck, Skarbeck and it was produced by Terefe. I'm sorry if I butcher names because that's what I do on this podcast. Sorry, guys. Uh, okay, so Madeleine is about a girl who's going through depression or suicide or something. Or is this? I feel that's what it's about. Rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up, up Madeline. Madeline. The sun will come out again, right? Is that it? Kind yes. of like yeah, that? yeah. So yeah, so it's it's good in concert. It's um, I find that a couple of these ones are better in concert than in the in the album form. Yeah, it's like it's depressing, but not like kind of inspiring. I guess I don't know. So I know this song and this like, one in concert. It's like acoustic. They do like acoustic. Yeah, they're sitting right. down. In they used chairs. to AJ used to have that little box that he would like. Yeah, drum on or whatever. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? I think it's okay. Like, it's not a bad song. I'm pretty sure it was like an actual fan, though, that they had like written it about. I oh, really? thought, or maybe that was a pipe dream that I had. Um, that could be but... the case. I don't remember. It's been a long time. I don't know why I specifically remember listening to this in Boston. She had like around... written them a letter or something about how she was like. Depressed, suicidal, obviously going through a rough time. Yeah. Okay. And that, like, they had inspired her or whatever. And then they were just like, oh, we should write a song about this. And then I don't know if her name was actually Madeleine or if it was, they just picked that word. Is this the song? Wait. Sorry about that. This is the song that has the word that Shinzo always used to be like, oh, they oh. really shoved that word in there. Oh. Even though, like, there's too many syllables. Love you unconditionally. unconditionally. Yes. Yeah. I'm pretty sure yes. that's this yes. one. Yeah, right? this is it, yeah. Yes. yes. I was, I was just, just like, it really does not flow, but let's just shove this word in here. Let's get <laughs> She's it. like, it just aggressively sounds like they just shove the word unconditionally. We're like, okay, okay, there's a lot of syllables here, guys. There's a lot to work <laughs> with. I get it. And you want this word in here, but yeah, it sounds a little off, but yeah, so. But yeah, no, um, artists definitely do that. I remember Cyril Joe wrote a song about one of the fans who was going through a hard time. So, you know, it's just a thing. It's a very nice thing. It's to very, do you know, it's very nice. Yeah. It wouldn't be the first time. I mean, larger than life is about the fans. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, a lot of people, the music helps them get through 
their life's journeys, good and bad. So there you go. Definitely. Absolutely true. Let's help them out. Uh, the next song is Show Em What You're Made Of. Show Em What You're Made Of. Or as Howie says, Show Me Your Tomatoes. Tomato. And we did a sign as well. And I think we have a picture with him We've holding the sign. I think so, possibly. At an uh, at, um, after party. That, seemed, that seems plausible. Maybe yeah, in Toledo. Possibly. I think, uh, yes. Okay, so sorry. So this song was written by Morgan Taylor Reed, uh, Micah Gilroy, AJ, and Kevin. And it was uh, produced by uh, Morgan Taylor Reed. So this was the same pretty much songwriting as Permanent Stain. Uh, so it's show them what you're made of. And this is the this is the video where they're like Brian is shirtless and stuff. And it's Brian all- and AJ are shirtless. AJ is showing his tattoo of his daughter. And then Brian, um, his heart surgery scar. Yes. Extra. Show them what you're made of. I love this song. I think it's uh, like an anthem song, like show them what you're made of. It's very like empowering kind of a song. Hold on, let me see. I think it has a great message. This is the one they wrote for their kids, right? Yes. Yes, yes it was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and... not Nick. Obviously, he 2013. Nick. No, no kids. No but... children then. He was was he married yet? I can't remember. Nope, not yet. Yes, um, no. So this one, it's just a very stark video. And um, this is the same name as the BSV documentary. So it's Backstreet yeah. Boys. Show what you're made of. So yes, yeah, so there you go. Trying to see. There we go. So it's just like a very like close up. AJ has like a beard thing going on. Kevin's just staring off into darkness. And then, you know, so. Uh, yeah, so there's Brian. Little Howie in there. Nick's. At least this one shows them all the time. So like this one is like the, I would say probably their lowest budget music video ever because it's literally just a dark room. And then just standing there either in black tank tops and shirts or just naked and just singing <laughs> soulfully into the camera. And I think they're all, I think it's all recorded separately, right? I don't think there's any group shots of them all together. I can just skip ahead. I don't think so. It's not, it's just them. So there you go. I like it. This is a good song. I love it. It's a good song. Excellent I will stop sharing my screen there. So show them what you're made of. Na, 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 na. Yeah, that's good. Good song. And in concert, it's very nice as well. Yes. Which is excellent. All right. Coming up next, track number six, Make Believe. So this was written by Dan McCullough, Nick Carter, Kevin Richardson, Howie DeRoe, and Brian Shackle. And it was produced by McCullough or Muckla. Muckala. Muckala. Can only make believe you huh. and me together. together. I think it's a good song. I like it. Sorry, I'm just singing a song in my head. Continue. Yes, no. I, it's a good song. I, like I don't it. have other, anything else other than it's a good song. Yep. Diane, you got anything on this one? Um, this is, I don't, I, I never know when to speak because I feel like I keep getting, I don't know, frozen or you guys can't hear me or something. Um, we can hear you. Great. 
This is probably one of the only songs I still listen to from this album, to be honest. I would say, yeah, it's probably my favorite song from this album. I really like it. Oh my God. I, first, I thought you said it's the only song I don't listen to. And you're like, oh, it's my favorite. I was like, what? I'm like, oh, still listen to <laughs> The only one I still see. No one can hear me. I got you. I got you, boo. Yeah, that's right. No. Yeah, no, it's a good song. It's like, nah, 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 nah. yeah, it's good. I like it. All right. Anything else on this one? We're good. All right. Track number seven. Try. So this is written by uh, Martin Terefe, James, somebody James. Oh, James Bryan, James Morrison, and Kyle Riabaku. And it try, is. Try, baby, try. try. This is a really AJ heavy song, right? This is yeah. a really good one. He has an amazing voice. He, you know what? AJ, I feel, is underrated sometimes, but yes, he definitely is like one of the more. How? Who I don't underrates know. AJ? Sometimes I forget about AJ, so I'm unrated. So you forget him? Wow. But honestly, like AJ does have one of the more distinct voices in this group. Yes. AJ has the most distinct voice. Yes. He's amazing. Probably all the boy bands. Yes. So he has that, like, kind of like. Soulful. Yes. So this one's a very like slow, like. No Sorry. Oh no, she's frozen again. Okay. Uh. So yeah. So this song is a very like slow, like I don't know what you would you say sensual, like bluesy yeah. kind of song. Okay, Diane is unfrozen. All right. Speak your words. Oh, okay, good. Um, yeah, no, it's just, it's it, the AJ fans fucking love this one. And it's nice. I don't think they, this is like maybe one of the only songs from this album they didn't do on tour, though. Correct. Oh, really? This Not even in that little me? medley part? I thought there was like a quick medley. No, I don't think so. They didn't. That's interesting. And then the AJ fans were pissed. Understandably. Well, at least you can listen to two on the album still. Yes. It's a good song, good song. All right. All right. Coming up next is Trust Me. This is my favorite song from this album. I love it. All right. So it is written by Martin Tereffi. James Bryan and Justin Nozuka. Why does that sound familiar? Was that the guy that Howie? Nope. Justin Nozuka. Didn't Howie do something with him? I feel I like it's no a idea. different name. Probably the same last name, but a, I think it's a different first oh, name. Oh, there was a different. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Anyways. Uh, so trust me. Trust me. Trust hold me. Na, 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 na. You got to call me. I'm going to call you back. Trust me, baby. I'll trust you. Yeah, you got. Oh, love me, and then I'll love you back. Yes, sorry. Yes, yes. I wrote it all down because it was. I really enjoyed the song. Is like fun and upbeat and catchy. I like. I like this song in concert. I love it. They do it in concert, right? I'm not crazy. It's the one. Or like, or is frozen. Okay, you're unfrozen. All right, go. Let's hear it. Am I? 
Okay. It's it's one of the more like different songs that they have like when you were reading sort of their like inspirations and their goals and stuff for this album. This one is a little like I would say the most like different from like things they had done before. Yes. And it has the cool like kind of like sounds like everybody's in a bar and they're just like tapping on the tables and things at the end. They didn't do this in concert though. I feel like I heard that yeah. right at the like, end. Kind of, yeah, this I don't think they did. Like a huge sticking point that they didn't do this one and this one and try were like the only two songs yeah. for the album I think that they didn't do. And then at one point AJ even wore a shirt that someone gave him that was like sing trust me or something like that. Yeah. Like, cause I think he wanted to do it, but then like the others did not and whatever. Yeah. They only performed six of the songs from the album on that tour. I thought they did everything except for, cause they did the first six. They definitely did love somebody. Yeah. They definitely did soldier feels like home. They definitely did. I don't remember one phone call. Maybe, maybe they, not. Uh, yes. I don't think they did. Did they? I don't know. But at one point, they did like a medley of some songs. Didn't they do clips of these songs in that? No, medley? I don't think so. It was like the trust me thing was like a huge sticking point with people. Yeah, yeah. People, I, we want a lot to hear of it. people love that song, and they were excited to hear it, and then they didn't do it. So why do I remember it, or do I just remember listening to the album so many times? Yeah, you, you, you know? just remember the song. You don't remember the like. What was the performance? I don't know. I'm assuming she means like that um, medley and they're the like sitting down. Is it this one that I kind of feel is like, like a jazz club or was that try? Like just kind of like an old time, like in my head, I pictured this was how it would be like. I don't know what you picture in your head. <laughs> you can't tell me what I mean. I'm in Spain, you're picturing jizz. So I... Yeah, true. That's true. There's a lot of weird things going on in this head, man. <laughs> but yeah, trust me, it's like a, in a bar and like you're singing together. You're having a good time. Yes, I like it. I trust like a me, character. you should listen you should... to that song. You should. Oh, this fucking guy. Yes, I'm amazing. <laughs> All right. So the next song, you know what? I'm going to do it different. I'm going to tell you who writes it, and then I'm going to say the title. All right. So the next song is written by Justin Trugman, Jocko My Nine. Jocko My Nine? I don't know. Jocko My Nine. Okay. J-A-A-K-K-O, okay. and then M-A-N-N-I-N-E-N. Sure, Jack on my nine. I don't know. Jo I can't even <laughs> click on him, so I don't even know where he's from. Jordan Omley, Nick Carter, and Howie DeRoe. It was produced by uh, Trugman, my nine, and Omley. And the song is Love Somebody. Love somebody, love somebody. So this one, love I could die right now. Okay, that line I have issues because I'm okay. Like, oh, you're so in love that you could just die right now and then leave this person behind. Like, screw you, sir. Screw you. So this one, I remember I wasn't sure about this one, but seeing it in concert was fun. So that's why what I remember. I, I like this like one in concert. Hip dancing in this song and then they did like the one finger point up and it was like an easy dance move it's like the easiest dance choreography they've ever done didn't they recently come out though and say that this is like one of the worst songs they've ever done oh really 
because oh. the lyrics are just so cheesy. Someone came out and said that maybe Howie or Kevin. Oh, maybe. They were like, this song is I feel, terrible. I feel like Howie. And they were like embarrassed to sing it, apparently. <laughs> really? I, like... I don't remember that one. No, I remember I this. Someone came out and said it recently. It's very corny. Like, it's very on the nose. I don't know. Like, cheesy. Maybe it was Kevin. I feel like Kevin would be like straight. It was Kevin or Howie. But Howie uh, wrote it definitely it, wasn't Nick because he like wrote the fucking song, so I don't think he would say it. But, <laughs> but so did Howie. Yeah, that's why I think it was Howie because he was like, "I am embarrassed of this shit." Come on, Howie didn't even know that she he wrote "She's a Dream." He doesn't know anything. Howie didn't even remember track what song shit songs. Then. <laughs> Is it too much to ask for one minute to breathe? Cause yeah. you take my It's the second time. verse is like brutal. Ah uh, yes, this song. You're the yeah. reason why cavemen drew on the drew wall. On the, wall. the reason why after, after every summer we fall. fall. The way that you look in those purple jeans. <laughs> the sexy yes. yeah. So uh, in yeah. concert it was better. <laughs> we always do like ridiculous interpretive dance to this. Yes. Song. Yes. I always do the fall thing, and then isn't this the one yeah. also where the jersey is my favorite team? Yep, and spill yeah. beer. It's terrible. Literally, I it's see, terrible. And the I can see why they were the <laughs> of my favorite team. Ooh. I yell at the TV, knock over your beer. You're not even mad at me. Is that the fucking line? I never knew what he was saying. Yeah, I, I always heard the yell at the TV. Blah, 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 blah. You're oh not my gosh. Mad at I was just yep. like, okay, why is she mad at him for yelling That's at the, the TV? That's the real lyrics to the song, guys. <laughs> love somebody. Love somebody. Oh my gosh. Listen. I don't know. It's genuinely. I can see it. The, the musically and the like, whatever is fine. Like, it's not like the, the musical part of this song is bad. It sounds nice if you just don't really listen to the words. Fair. <laughs> that is very true. Yes. I don't know. Just the line that bothers me is I'm so in love I could die right now and be fine. Well, that's very nice that you could be fine. Screw you, sir. Chinzia. Chinzia, read the rest of the words of the song and then don't get caught up on how that doesn't make sense. You know what? I just feel like he's hit the epitome of like, this is the highlight of my life. I'm so in love. Everything is amazing. No point in living anymore. Bye. <laughs> yeah, so the caveman drew on the wall. Like, oh god, this song. I love it. It's so corny to the max. Uh, it's a boy band, so obviously they're gonna have corny. Yeah, band. but I mean, there's levels. I can't see. I can't find who said that they don't like the song, but that eh, probably tracks Howie because he probably forgot that. I remember this. this definitely happened. You know, oh, I'm like, sure it happened. Yes. I'm not doubting you, Diane. You know much more than this stuff. So, all right. So the next song again. Leave it in the comments, people, if you know, because it's gonna bother me now. Okay, sorry. Uh, Next song was written by Morgan Taylor Reed, Howie Darrow. Look at that. Look at Howie getting his. Look at Howie. Look at Howie go. Sean Douglas. And it was produced by Morgan Taylor Reed. And the song is One Always Be My One one Phone Call. call. I just remember this song at a sound check. This one girl in the QA was asking Howie a question, and she was going on and on about how the call 
Um, is it an ex- is it an extension of the call, the one phone call? And then Howie's like, nope. <laughs> she went like on and on. It was like the longest question. And he's like, no. <laughs> That's like a well thought out question, but no. You know, they always have to shoot down the fan theories, okay? I just thought it was funny. I was like, oh, it, that, remi- that You know what that reminds me of? How I came up with this, like, whole theory about that O-Town song, Giants, about how, like, oh, they're yeah. inspired by the boy bands that came before them, and they're like, whatever, and then they're like, no, it's about the fans. And I'm like, fuck you, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm going to interpret it this way, and this is, this is, uh, oh, God, what's that called now? Canon now. This is canon. This is the thing. Canon, yeah. Like, why are you going to squash my theory? I thought it out <laughs> so well it makes so much sense and you're just like no that's not it that's okay you can still keep that theory and i feel bad for this girl because she probably really thought it out and it's like a sequel to the call and and how he's just like like, no no. (laughs) you know what though reading the lyrics that does make sense though because this song is about it's been a year since they've broken up. So obviously mm-hmm. after the original call when he's cheating on her, then yeah, this this that totally does. Shout make out sense. to this girl. No, okay. for sure. Absolutely. I just thought it was funny that she had like this huge, like thought out question and then Howie's like, no. She's probably not listening, <laughs> but if she is but if she I is, appreciate you. We agree with your theory. Oh, Everything it was pretty funny. That feels like 25 to laugh in the sentence that I'm... No, no, it just goes on. So it's like he's in jail. He's in the jail of his mind and heart. And she would be the one phone call. It's the imaginary jail. Yes. Yes. And he's gonna I leave a good song. Message, gonna leave my message at the tone. Yeah, this is another kind of cheesy one, though. As much as I now enjoy the theory that it's a sequel to the call, uh, it's not a great. Yeah, so trying to get back together. You know what? They only did it. They only did this song at soundcheck. So if you like, they would do it at soundcheck. Yeah. So it wasn't part of the real concert. I feel like this was one of the songs that inspired us. That was the only other one that I was unsure about because I'm pretty sure they did. They definitely did love somebody. Yeah. They they definitely did did the first six. Yes. They definitely did Feels Like Home. Soldier, maybe? I don't know if they did or not. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Yeah, so. Um, So, yeah. So, I think this song, when we were listening on one of our many road trips, we realized, huh, the Backstreet Boys reuse a lot of words. Like, yeah. I know there's only so many words in the thing, but then we're like, one phone call, the one, the whatever. So we just like, oh, one is a popular word they use. Love is a popular word they use in a lot of their song titles and songs and stuff like that. So uh, we did a whole episode about this. I believe it was yes. on Valentine's Day. Oh, uh, yes. So. The most popular one is heart. heart. Yes. Straight through the heart. Don't go breaking my heart. I'll never break your heart. Quit playing games with my heart. Shape of my heart. Lots of heart. Lots Lots of of hearting going on. Tuberculosis. Oh, sorry. Sorry, that was a Fringe Festival play, and there was a song, and it's like, I got a lot of Oh my god, I never heard that one from the back. Tuberculosis, yeah. No, Didn't hear the one about tuberculosis. You You know what's really funny, though, is that, like... So my friends and I do this Fringe Festival, which is like a theater festival. You write your own play, whatever. We are not actors in any regard. Uh, but my friend Paul's like, hey, do you want to do this? And I'm like, sure. So we've like made, so he, 
also is not a songwriter at all, but made some songs for these musicals, which I would say, because you get to do like, I don't know, like seven or eight performances over two weeks, whatever. So, um, and not a lot of people come out. So there's maybe 50 people that have ever seen this play that I did like 12 years ago, but I'm still like constantly, because the song is stuck in my head, like every once in a while, I'll break out into song and then realize, oh, why does nobody know this song? It's like, because nobody saw this play. So there you go. So sorry, the song was not fully about tuberculosis. It just happened to be, I have a lot of heart and tuberculosis. It was, it was. It sounds worse than it was. It's a next song. Funny. Next song. Thank you for the background in that. <laughs> All right. Nearing the end, this song is written by Muckluck, McCullough, sorry. Like uh, Nick Carter, Howie DeRoe, Kevin Richardson, and Brian Shackle. And it was produced by McCullough. And the song is Feels Like Home. Yet another song where we get the friggin' shaft. Did it, yeah, we got mad about them not even saying anything about Canada or Toronto. They oh. never do. They have songs where they like name check cities in the world. Not once. I know. What is not that? Not once. And then I think we They're changed Tokyo heads. to T.O. Yeah. We did change Tokyo to Toronto. I was waiting because they name check so many cities. London, Berlin. And yeah, I was just like. In this song. Nothing. That's no excuse. Nothing. You had like so many lines that you could have put T.O. in there. And I was like, you came big in Canada first. We get the shaft once again. All right. So let's see what countries and cities are in here. So we have Mexico. The senoritas are sipping margaritas on the beach with them. Mexico is uh, a country. Okay. They've been, right. yes. So they've been all around. The, so I'm like, there you go. You got like. Written. Did you, you heard written by Nick Carter. That explains yes. all you need Yeah. So, you know, they've been all around the world, every single part of the world, touching down in Rio, yeah. Monaco, LA, LA. Tokyo. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Then they go to Bangkok. Uh-huh. Uh, they're burning in the streets like a freak, dancing like a freak. Uh, then, yeah, piece of me. Uh, then, then this part is definitely where this they is where you're like, yeah. okay, here it comes. Okay, right. John. So we're like Beijing, Stockholm, Buenos Aires, Tutango, Moscow, Cape Town showed us how to get down. London, Berlin. This is where it all began. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, we'll give it to him. We'll give it. Yeah. San Juan, Sydney. Can't forget. And you're like the NYC. The NYC. So New York City, man. For shame. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. They put a Toronto there. Always feels like a. But yes, I definitely feel. I didn't. You know what? You know what? I didn't even. Montreal. Yeah, that's true. Montreal. Pick a different city in Canada. Nope. Nope, we always get forgotten. Always, always. I'm pretty sure in concert they may have changed to Tokyo. They Tokyo. did not. Okay, I think, and uh, we just loudly sang it to make yes. it up. There we go. I'm pretty sure. I have a theory. Okay. That the Backstreet Boys forget that Canada is a different country. I, they just I also think it's agree like with North this theory. America. Yeah, you so. know, like the northern part of America is what they think Canada is, and because they will constantly say, "Oh, we're going on tour all across the U.S." Blah blah blah. Meanwhile, there's Canadian dates that they never mention. I know, and we're like North America, Canada. Hello, and they're like, "Oh yes, that's also part of it." Like, but in in 
in our defense, I guess, it's better that they don't mention it and then come than just say we're doing a North American show. No, they don't forget about us when they're planning tour dates. How could they? That's where they make all their money. What are you saying? True. Um, That is very true. Pretty sure the Toronto shows alone fund the rest of the tour. But yes. I was just checking. This is why it's more disappointing that we constantly get the shaft and get forgotten. And you know what? We're just polite to say anything. Sirs, have you? You've been here to your concerts, right? You know what it's like. You know what I have to say? Like the biggest, like I'm not going to say f you, but whatever of like forgetting about Canada is on one of Nick's solo albums. He specifically made a song just for the Canadian market. Yes, uh-huh. I always forget the name of the song. Can you guys remind me? Oh shit! It's uh, oh my god. Um... My love just can't wait, can't wait. Is that the one? one? Can't wait, yeah. Yes. So, and it was made with a Canadian artist as well. Uh Sean Desmond. Sean Uh Desmond. So when he is in Canada and Sean Desmond is opening for him, Uh he did not play the song. We're like, Uh dude, bro, like you're on a Canadian tour. It was just three days. You literally have the opening act with you there. Belleville, Montreal. You don't play it. And the worst part was when we were in Montreal, that song was getting a lot of airtime. So that radio DJs were like, oh, it's Nick Carter who sings this song. And then the song never got played. And then we're just like stuck in this pit because they think he's coming back for an encore. And then we're like, no. Did not do an encore on that one. That was like, I get it. He was a spaceman flying away or whatever. <laughs> didn't want to come back. But it was just like, everyone's like, yeah, we're going to hear this song. We're like, guys, you're not going to hear this song. Like he, he forgot that he made it and that it exists so like just, it was awkward man but it was like, very awkward so yeah so i definitely agree that sometimes they forget I'm pretty sure he lied and was like oh the band didn't have time to learn it we're like oh. yes and i do we're like that. okay and then he came back and did the like all canadian tour where he did like a bunch of canadians still still didn't still sing it into the song. no 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 that was all american that was like a it was all American, but it was the Canadian. Yeah, thing. sorry. Different album. I'm getting confused. But, but still. Anyway. But still, so, he could have added it. Just th- show some guys. You know you made it big here first. We, We're the ones they don't, you know what? It's, it's really a sticking point for me. They never come and do promo here. They don't. They don't do anything because they, they really used don't to do it so much too. Before they used to and do they, it. It's now. just like it's just we're taken for granted, honestly. For sure, because they're like, oh, we don't need to sell you anything. You're already buying everything. Valid point. Rude. Show us some love. Show me love. All right, guys. Uh, the last official song on this album uh, was written by Morgan Taylor Reed. Micah Gilroy, Nick Carter, and Howie DeRoe. So uh, it was. I will be your soldier. Soldier. This this song was played at the BSV 20th anniversary LA show. Fun fact. And I remember singing along to the song because you could understand the lyrics. But how could you? This was that was the first time they were performing it, right? Yeah, and Sophia right. singing along, and Sophia and I are looking at each other like, "How do you?" Diane's like, "How do you know this song?" And she's like, "It's easy to sing along to." <laughs> the words are just there; you can tell. 
Which I guess um, makes sense if Nick and Howie were part of the songwriting team. And exactly, that's right. And then and the so, girl in the front row was singing along too, and he's like, "How do you know this?" Song? If I got you. Also, was this where we were yelling at Jenna on the TV? Yes. Turn around! She couldn't hear us because obviously it was the TV. <laughs> also, fun fact. I'm pretty sure this is what the fight was about in the BSB documentary. Ah, yes. Yes. Or at least this is they, what started the fight. Because they wanted this song or they didn't want they this song. They were arguing about, yeah, whether it was going to be on or not. And then wasn't there also a debate about what they were going to title the song? Because someone yes. wanted to title it Soldier and someone wanted to title it... Something that's not in the song. No, no, it's more lyrics from the song, like a different part of the the chorus. Anyways, uh, it's not important. Yeah. Well, the the chorus is, "I will be your soldier. I'll I'll stand and fight until it's over. Oh, and if your heart is getting colder, you know I will always be your soldier. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, well then it's not part of the chorus. It's something else. But they wanted to title it something else, and then. They were arguing, and then they were arguing about whether the song was going to be on, and then it just started to. A lot of things fight. bottled up, and then it just. A lot of was, this, was this the fight moment. with the uh, I want my basketball player that I cannot remember the name of? Michael Jordan? Jordan? <laughs> I don't know why Scotty Pippen came in my head. Is that even a Scotty Pippen player? is, he, he says. That he felt that he was Scottie Pippen and Brian oh. was Michael Jordan. Okay. Oh, look at that. I'm not entirely wrong. So I don't know. I don't like War and Soldiers, so I just didn't like the song based on that. But the song itself is not bad. It's catchy. Yeah, I think it's a catchy song. Um, so I'm going to tell you the alternate bonus tracks. So the iTunes bonus store had a song. Uh written by uh, our buddy here, Martin Tarif, Glenn Scott, Howie D, Brian Littrell, Nick Carter, and the song was called Hot, Hot, Hot. It was something. It was a fun song. I like it. I can't remember it right now. Uh, Soap, how does it go? I feel like it was like hot, hot, hot. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm losing it too. It's just like, but it's just like, it's really cheesy. It was catchy. Very Howie heavy, right? Yeah, yeah. It was cheesy, but it was catchy Doesn't for some it, reason. I don't know why. Kind of like it's not theme. good. I feel like they used it to. Uh, isn't it because your love is so hot, 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 hot? Yes, hot. something like that. Because you're so hot, 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 hot. <laughs> and they used that it's song for the cruise like fifty times. They used it. In, they used it in the cruise like promotion, and then uh, they played it on the cruise. It's only eight times in a row. It feels like 50. Yes. Um, I think this was like, we're going to do cruises. And then, new, don't new kids have a cruise song or a song that they wrote that they use for the cruise? And yes, then they did. I feel like Bachelor Boys were like, ooh, we can write a cruise song. And then this was it. And we're like, I just remember how much Diane hated this song. Yes. It brought me great joy. So I don't know. I thought, I thought it was cute. Uh, so the Japanese had a bonus track called Light On, uh, which Soph and I were just listening to. And I'm like, oh, this is, I don't recall it, but I like it. And then they also, Hong Kong, Taiwan, China, Mexico, and Target got In Your Arms and Take Care. When I, we listened to it, the, it jogged the memory. 
Yes. Because it's been a long time. So, yes, yeah, so very busy. Uh, so this album, oh, um, got, where did it go? Number one on the Dutch Top 100 in India, uh, Swiss, Taiwan, U.S. Came, Billboard, it went to number five. Um, U.S. Independent Albums on Billboard, it went to number three. Uh, certified Gold in Japan. So, yeah, so, yeah. Good song, good album. Uh, good tour. Yes, it was a good tour. I like that tour a lot. That was fun. That was the one where Boston, that after party, and we made that sign for Nick about um, being a dream. This is the yes. first tour we went and to together. He, yes, and the he actually got it. Yes. Oh, okay. And he actually uh, got it because we're like, oh, he's not going to get it. And then he hey, actually got it. Make it quick because then we got to wrap up because it's been okay, an hour and 15 I know, minutes. I know. But it was like, so we had made a bunch of signs. Was this also the one where we made the. the In a Kevin's song? voice. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. All that stuff. So we had this one sign and it said, because my coworker had called my other, like her boss, a dreamboat. And we're like, who the fuck uses the term dreamboat anymore? <laughs> like, whatever. No, but she specifically said DB. And you were like, yes, what the she fuck? said, oh, Oh yes, that's just she's like, oh, and I'm like, what? She's like, Lars is such a DB, and I was like, what? He's like, he's such a DB. I'm like, a douchebag, and she's like, no, why would he be a douchebag? I was like, because you said DB. She's like, um, DB means dreamboat. I was like, who the fuck knows that? that DB means dreamboat. So oh I was my god! The girls, and then we were coming up with signs. Diane's like, that's hilarious. We should use a sign like Nick. Wasn't there also like a one for AJ that we wrote something? It was about the Macho Man. Wants yeah. his mustache back or some shit. Macho Man like, calls. <laughs> Yes, because he had passed away. We forgot that Macho Man had passed away, and we were like, Macho Man wants his like facial hair back or something like yes. that. And then it was like, Macho Man called, he wants his mustache back. And then someone's like, he's dead! We're like, oh, okay, we can't use that one. But, that one but anyway, so this, this yeah. DB one was like, it was a picture of Nick in a boat, and it says, Nick, you're a DB. And no, I, no, I, I wrote this, on, this sign, I remember. So I wrote, Nick, you're a DB. And then I literally drew a picture of a boat with the word dream on it. And then I also put a picture a of a boat in a dream bubble, like in a thought bubble. Mm-hmm. So then like there was a person and there was a dream thought bubble and then there was a boat in it. Yeah. So, so a, lot of, a lot of ways. Like representations. Yeah. But so a I lot of ways like to get it. Dream boat anywhere. But she wrote DB, Nick, you're a DB. And Diane's like, we're not showing this to him. Because we took pictures of these signs and then we posted them on Twitter. And then we got a lot of flack about the Macho Man Randy Savage one. And we, people were like, why are you calling Nick a douchebag? Like, not one person looked at the sign and was like, holy shit, it's, it's Dreamboat. They were like, this looks like you're calling him a douchebag. So I was like, we cannot put up these signs. We cannot do this, whatever. I so believe we, asked, we threw the Macho Man one away, but we were we like, did. let's keep the douchebag one in case we Just need it. Case. Yeah, so we're at this right? after party, which is on like the second floor of this like building on the water 
in Boston, and they are late AF, like yes. so late. And I was Ooh, so excited because they were hanging out with John the Knight. John Knight yeah. and Jordan Knight were there, and I was just like, "Oh my God, John Knight's here! He's gonna come to the after party. This is like the best after party ever." And we're waiting, and we're waiting. You know who doesn't show up? John Knight. But you know why? Because he already hung out with Nick and whoever else was at the after party. Kevin and Howie. And we're just like, oh, this is so... So we were just like, I was so angered. And then there was this drunk chick who kept like stepping on me with her high heels and like pushing... And they had these like um, bar tables that were like bolted into the ground so they didn't move. So there was no give. So I'm getting like pushed. So at one point I literally... I didn't punch her in the back, <laughs> but I pushed her out of the way with my fist and pushed her. It was just, it was just a lot. So I was, and then the, the after party, because then they had to do the pictures when they finally got to that, it was super short. Cause like, they mm -hmm. so they were about to close in like 10 minutes. minutes. It was a grand total of 45 half, minutes. I mean, yeah, mm. Like half hour, 45 minutes. And it was just like, so it was near the end. And then Nick's like, okay, this is the last thing. And I'm like, you kidding me right now? So, so then I was like, give me the sign. Give me the sign. So finally, I was just like so annoyed and I gave Sophia the douchebag sign. I was like, take it. And then she's just like, and then like guys. <laughs> we're like, what? And we're like, is he reading this? And he's like, you guys think I'm a dreamboat? And we're like, are, are, are you kidding me right now? Because <laughs> at that point, we did think he was a douchebag, but we we're just like, yeah. it was just like, oh, guys, that's so nice. I'm a dreamboat. I'm like, I I can't even with this guy. I can't. So I'm like, it, all of this proves is that Nick doesn't read. He just looks at the pictures. That's okay. right. Exactly. Oh. For future reference, don't worry about what you write as long as there's a nice picture. We did test this theory with Twitter too, and that's a big thing. Yeah. If you put an attachment of a picture in Twitter, he will generally respond to that one over text. Uh, that's okay. true. Uh, so that, that was a fun memory. Okay, so do we want to yes. just pick our top three songs from this album? Sure. Uh, sure. Let's see. I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick Trust Me. Um, uh, love somebody, and in a world like of course this, you are in Kevin's <laughs> voice. Okay, um, I'm gonna pick. Trust me. Show what you're made of. And soldier. I'm gonna choose make believe. Uh, show them what you're made of. And in a world like this. In a world like this. All right. So tell us what your favorite songs are from this album. And then tell us who said they hate that Love Somebody song. <laughs> yeah, I need to know. Someone definitely yeah, yeah, needs I'm not to crazy. Know. I'm not crazy. All right, guys. Yeah, All right. Uh, thanks for taking a break with us, guys. Until next time. Thanks for listening. Bye! Bye.